Hello, welcome everyone to the podcast Let's Talk Internet Computer. Today we have a special guest, uh, he's Austin Fattery, he's the CTO of uh, Origin Foundation and the Executive Director at uh, icdevs.org. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Austin, uh, to being here with us today. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome, thanks. Yes, uh, first, as always, yes, I will, I'm curious to know more about you. Could you please introduce yourself, uh, your story before start uh, the origin, city opposition, and maybe your, your earliest stages? Sure. Um, so I um, I guess I, I graduated with a management information systems degree and you know, really sort of focused on data architecture and started my career trying to build performant databases when that was pretty difficult to do. And we, uh, you know, over time, I tried a few different things here and there, did some entrepreneurial stuff, worked for some giant global consulting corporations. And I ended up at some point realizing that I could just sort of run my own business and do the projects I wanted to do. And, and so I did that. And uh, while I was doing that, I spent a lot of time as crypto was sort of emerging, following it and following along and always wanting to implement some of these sort of weird, crazy ideas that I had about money and stuff like that, 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 uh, when I finally sat down and read the Bitcoin white paper, um, it, it all just sort of clicked, right. That I was like, oh my gosh, all the, all the things that I need to do this other stuff I want to do over here is already in this protocol. And uh, I just need to, I can go do it now. And of course that was in, you know, almost 10 years ago now, and it wasn't quite as scalable as I expected it to be. And so it took, took a while to uh, get us to a point where we have a scalable system that's big enough and large enough to start to build systems that can not just, not just sort of shake the bones of, of the existing financial system, but that are scalable enough to actually be used by everyone on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, in doing my crypto stuff, I, I wrote a book and I started to go out and promote it and promote these ideas that I was trying out. And to do that, I ended up at a hackathon because I was technical and I could actually build this stuff. Ended up at a hackathon and was recruited by a group out of Boston Consulting Group to come help them try to launch a crypto company. And I did that. Uh, the mission of what we were going to do sort of changed over time. We ended up launching a different company, not involved with Boston Consulting Group, did that for three years. But we spent most of that time working with corporates uh, major fortune 500 companies asking them, you know, what do you need to do to, to move to this decentralized world? And, and also telling them, Hey, we're, we're all moving to this decentralized world. How are you guys going to, going to react? So that was, that was very instructive. And, uh, one of the partners of that company ended up founding origin and recruiting me to origin to, to work there. So, uh, that's where I am now. Uh, along the way, I also founded IC Devs before I started Origin, which was just sort of my, uh, we started working with Definity in 2017, way before Genesis, 
and having these conversations. So I had a little bit of an insight into what was going to be possible with the platform. And I started IC Devs because there was no US-based 501c3 nonprofit that uh, could take advantage of you know, tax-advantaged uh, uh, access to you know, capital donations and things like that to help improve the ecosystem, improve education, do research and discovery. Uh, it's that's basically why that exists is to is to um, once we get this thing taking off like a rocket ship, it, it's there for uh, U.S. based businesses and individuals to have a place where they can put tax advantage contributions into the community. So um, that's that's what I'm doing now is uh, is at origin We're we're trying to change the way the world experiences real goods and digital, uh, digital, non-fungible uh, assets. Wow, that's a good story. Um, that's amazing because your path was really, really well. You start like with yeah, Bitcoin, then with Bochler Group, and then yeah, you re realize or meet ICP, Internet Computer Protocol, and then Origin. Like your path is the best. You are on the best blockchain, and in the best project or one of the best projects, you have, it's that, that's amazing, yeah. And how, yeah. how you realize that the potential of internet computer? You mentioned about the icdevs.org. When you see like, wow, this is something disruptive. This is something unique, and this is the future. Well, it's because of my own experience, right? We, I, I tried to build this 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 book that I wrote and this uh, system I was trying to implement was an alternative current type of currency that attempted to realign financial incentives in the world to hopefully make the world a better place. And when I tried to build it on Bitcoin, it wasn't scalable enough. When I tried to build it on Ethereum, I could I could sort of get there, but um, I couldn't, uh, it, it didn't seem like it was gonna scale globally. And there were some, there were certain calculations that were necessary that were too difficult to do on the Ethereum blockchain and needed a really scalable platform. So when I heard what Definity was doing and I saw what Definity was doing, it was clear that if I ever was going to be able to build it, it was going to be on a platform like Definity. And then once, you know, once I sort of shelved that and said, we got to wait for scalability and started talking to institutions and I applied that data architecture background, it just became clearer and clearer that, uh, you know, the, the scalability and performance provided by Definity and by ICP was going to be absolutely necessary uh, in the long run for, for what we wanted to do. Okay. okay. Uh, yes, and if we dig in more about the origin, uh, I know like we have all the information on the web page, uh, on internet, but in your opinion, uh, you work inside every single day, you, you are one of the most important persons there uh, as a CTO. What, what is exactly your reading information and why you think it's unique, disruptive? What is the vision in general and which problems can solve in, in terms of authenticity, verifications, uh, certificates? Uh, the, the, the so origin, we say origin exists to protect what is most valuable. And what that means for us, we're a nonprofit Swiss foundation that has a mission to, to do that. And our goal is to build a system that allows people to transact around durable goods 
as well as digital goods in a way that's trustless. Um, right now, when you buy a durable good, and we, we sort of came out of the watch industry, and that was where we first focused because luxury goods have a bigger margin, and it's a little bit easier to 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 make some hay there before you move down the down the value stack. But uh, you think about luxury watches; there's a lot of money that goes into forgeries for those, and uh, so. Being able, when you transact with someone on the internet, you have, you don't know what's going to happen, right? We've had this problem since eBay emerged uh, and Craigslist came on the scene where I'm going to buy this from you and you're going to sit, are, are you going to ship it to me, FedEx? Am I going to send you the money before I get it, after I get it? Do we, you know, send half before and half after? What if, what if what I get is, is a forgery or not up to the specifications that you provided? And so this this takes a lot of the this takes this this adds a bunch of trust. It adds a huge trust layer, and you 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 pay eBay and you pay um, uh, Amazon and you pay these companies a huge premium to do that work for you, right? When you enter a marketplace, you're trusting the 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 marketplace provider to provide that trust for you. And so what we're trying to do is eliminate the need for that so that if I'm talking to you, there's some there's some trust layer out there that takes care of making sure that the, the thing you're trying to sell me is actually real and authentic. And that's the origin digital certificate. And we're building a network of authentication providers and a, a network of um, valuation providers and a, a network of um, logistics providers that can make sure that you can transact peer to peer with the same uh, the same level of certainty and trust that you can that you can when you're interacting with Amazon today, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that will decentralize that, and that will move a lot of the value from those middlemen back out to the edges of the economic network uh, where where we want we want the uh, value to reside. We're eliminating middlemen all over the place, right? That's what this de decentralized technology does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is like super new technology, right? We don't, not exist before. Before we have like that physical certification, if you buy like a watch or a picture or whatever, then you have like, a, yeah, like <laughs> you know, the card, the, the card, like, okay, this is authentical. But now, um, yeah, this is, Disruptive, right? This is new. Nothing before origin. This is uh, like technology. I, I'm I'm curious about that. Uh, maybe you can teach what. Uh, what is yeah, it? we're making we're making that digital certificate. Um, it's not just the the thing that comes in the box that you throw in a drawer and don't look at ever again. Yeah. It's a living, breathing thing that is out there that other, not only can you interact with it, but others can interact with it as well. The originator of your asset can interact with it. Uh, uh, third parties can interact with it. It can become a nexus point for something that's valuable to you because it's not just the asset that's valuable to you. It's also the experiences along the way. It is the community that's engaged with the same things that you're engaged with that add value to that thing. You, I, I've got a, there's a coffee shop down the street from me and every Thursday afternoon you drive by it 
And in the evening, there's like 50 Jeeps, customized Jeeps parked in the parking lot. And they clearly have a community of people who really like Jeeps and they're out there and they get together and they're talking about their Jeeps. And it's it's important, it's valuable to them. The experience of owning the Jeep is as valuable to them as the Jeep. And so being able to have a digital platform that enables that interaction is what we're doing with our perpetual OS software. Uh, we call it an experience operating system. And it, it allows you to take these digital certificates and the people who are connected with them and form a nexus point that really increases the value of these things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm curious, for example, if I have to explain to my grandpa, <laughs> like, no, you can, with your phone, you can scan one watch, your watch, uh, and, and see your Rolex. Grandpa, if it's authentical or not authentical, it's like, that, that, that's crazy, right? And, and even you can track if it's built on China or in uh, Europe or in North America, wherever. And, uh, the, the way that Origin merged physical artifacts, physical objects with blockchains and NFTs, that's something like, um, yeah, it's difficult to explain, right? To like, to, to in general, for the for, for the population, for the people. Uh, what is behind the, the scenes, the biometric data, intelligence technology? Uh, I saw like one conference um, by Vincent Ferrer uh, about... Um, yeah, he saw like a like a, a big, um, and see like with a cam, you can start to do like a zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, and see like exactly all the pieces, all the small things, and each product is different. Uh, yeah, this is something crazy, honestly. Yeah, that that gets into our biometry technology, and so you have to um, when you when you want to take trust out of something. Uh, all you're left with is the facts uh, and people's opinions. And uh, so, so you have, you have this interplay between people's opinions and the physics of a thing. Okay. Now, what's nice about physical objects is that they have a physical makeup and, you know, even your iPhone as, um, as much precision as Apple puts into the production of those, there are still nuances in each device. Now, uh, picking watches was probably not, uh, in retrospect, the absolute best choice we could have made because identifying an individual watch is very hard. You know, Rolex makes a set of them, and while they do have unique characteristics, the face is the same, and the 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 arms are the same, and the band is the same and and so it's difficult it's hard to do and uh, what our biometry technology really does is it 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 tends to reduce the cost for these authentication providers to 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 authenticate and make sure it's not a forgery and we do that with a mixture of ai high resolution photography and we're at a really cool point in history where these things are coming together the technology on an iPhone 14 Pro to do uh, macro lens photography, you know, walking up to, you know, you can just point it at your tennis shoe and the detail you get uh, from the threads and, and all of that, uh, eventually, if you if you make sure and you identify the points of interest, you we, we do use AI, but at a certain point, any human 
could look at it and say, that's that's the same watch. I know it's the same watch because you know he zoomed in on the six and there's a speck of dirt and there's you know these rings that are coming out from these exact little uh, little areas and no other watch in the world has that pattern. It's like like a human fingerprint, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and uh, now, now yeah, the real cases uh, now, for example, is like as you mentioned, like the watches, pictures. I'm not sure also jewels. Um, my my question is: Is it possible, maybe not now, but in the future, or maybe now? Yes, uh, certificate the authenticity of clothes, sneakers, for example, or even wines, food with label designation um, of origin. For example, I'm from Spain. Like in Spain, that the wines is super uh, in general. France, Spain, Italy, uh, they have like a label designation in Rioja and Ribera del Duero, for example. Uh, is it possible to, to know if uh, these wines are produced there or, or for sure uh, origin the stages now, earlier stages, is the project is not like 20 or 30 years uh, before, uh, but um, what is the limitations now from this technology and the next steps or milestones that origin want to achieve in, in the near future? Yeah. Well, that, that gets into people's opinions. And uh, um, sometimes people are empowered to have opinions. Like, for instance, say a, 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 an organization that's ex sole purpose exists to say, "Hey, this is an English good. We can cert. We are, we're going to certify that this was made in England, right?" Uh, and so uh, we're talking to organizations like this about doing this, where. Uh, in our NFT, we're able to give those organizations and only those organizations the right to write specific data in and out of that NFT. So when you scan a uh, uh, when you scan something uh, and and it pulls pulls up what it is, you'll be able to see that that governing organization has written something into the NFT to say, hey, this authentication is, valid or this authentication is expired or it was valid from here to here. It just adds enriched historical data. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's that's an amazing thing to be able to have a data structure, uh, a, a data structure that's mine that I own, but that uh, other organizations have some sovereignty over pieces of it is a really dynamic uh, par data paradigm that hasn't really existed. Right, and so uh, I don't have to give it up for them to update the status of my certification. They can just do it, and so we're certainly working with organizations like that. We're also working with organizations to do that same kind of pattern for uh, uh, for for provenance of an item. So there's a certification organization that's certifying a particular particular type of luxury good. There's another organization that made it and is able to provide the evidence that the thing was made or produced or manufactured in a specific place. And they're, they're able to write that data into the digital certificate and update it if, if necessary, right? Mm -hmm. So this could be a really interesting thing for recall data. If you have something complex and there's a recall, you know, being able to write a recall notice into all the existing certificates of the items that, that need to be recalled and, and fixed uh, is is a really powerful feature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and when the uh, origin tab 
uh, is, uh, is in production. It means that this is pretty scalable uh, everybody, because it's in your smartphones, in your camera, everybody can use it. When do you think it's in like a, started like in a massive uh, way that everyone can use it and, and how it works if the people have needs to pay like a service, a monthly service is free. How it exactly works the, the business side? Uh, yeah. So right now we're starting out at the network protocol level. So we're building a protocol that people can build businesses on top of. So what we have in production so far is our NFT technology that uh, has a marketplace built into it. So there are a couple people that have deployed production digital NFTs or digital certificates. Uh, we have the uh, the uh, Julian Opie painting that was uh, uh, published by Yumi. Uh, it's a yeah, it's a physical painting that was split into pieces and it has uh, th a thousand uh, potential co-owners. I think it's a thousand potential co-owners and I, I don't know exactly how many pieces are owned by different people, but uh, there's a, uh, I, I think there's something like at least over 200 owners currently what? of that painting. <clears throat> and it's, it's publicly traded. You can trade it on Yumi. You can also trade it inside of the uh, inside of the NFT. There's a marketplace where you can trade it. Uh, and then Unfold VR has launched a minting platform for their 3D. This is a purely digital play. Uh, they have a, uh, a a file format that helps organize all the 3D assets for a 3D NFT, so that it can be played or inserted into almost any game platform. You know, all, all the major game platforms. They have we have a multi-asset NFT, so that means that different formats can be hosted inside the same entity and served up from the web. So for both of those, those are network plays, uh, and and we we built a protocol. Now, as far as the biometry and stuff like that goes, that's a business that gets built on top of the protocol. So we're working with other companies, uh, some of them very large, to try to build that. It requires collecting massive amounts of training data. It requires having the proper hardware to capture it. It requires the proper capture process. We've built at least three different robots to try to do this. And you know, every year they get they get better and better and better. Uh, and so uh, we're we're looking at we will likely have uh, and we have a we have like a mobile phone wallet that is designed to right now we're trying to figure out if we're going to publish our own that that's the only one or if we're going to white, let people white label it so um for instance uh if a company wants to mint their own certificates they could have their own their own mobile app that allows them to uh for people to hold their assets in there and it's built built on top of the protocol so uh, the network stuff's up and live right now and working and we're working on that's helping us with the tokenomics and and dialing all of that in mm -hmm. as far as the biometry stuff that's going to be kind of an industry by industry rollout as we meet the right partners and they understand the value of the technology uh -huh. yeah sounds cool uh, yeah the protocol nft technology uh in the marketplace i'm one of the owners of the julia art yeah. the is even working in the leather skirt. That's really cool. And also, yeah, I talked with the founder of the Unfold VR founder about the mining platform with Origin collaboration. 
I saw like the video, it's like a butterfly, like starting yeah. to fly and then it's like entering into the metaverse and you can customize and that's that's crazy. The 3D assets NFTs, this is something as well, so disruptive and, and super cool. Um, and yes, another question is about the counterfeits. Now in, in yeah, for sure in the world, we have like billions, or I'm not saying millions or thousands of millions of counterfeits. Uh, I suppose, I hope, like I assume like a lot of luxury goods companies like uh, has been contacted with you, with Origin. Uh, it's like a traditional sector that they lose a lot, millions every single year for the counterfeits. Um, yeah, do you have any anti-counterfeit plan? Or like, I mean, are you in contact with the big companies, luxury companies and try to fix this problem? They start to like develop, as you mentioned before, something from each company to um, destroy the counterfeits or, or yeah, maybe it's like um, the end of the counterfeits is, is near to now, right? <laughs> with origin, yeah. honestly. So we, we've, been, we've been around a while and we've pitched to a lot of people. Uh, where we're finding success at the moment is not starting with the initial producers. We, we think we'll eventually work with those folks because they're obviously the experts in being able to provide authenticity for, for their goods that they produce at the time they're produced. But th their focus isn't really on that. Their, their, their focus is on the primary sale. It's on retail. It's on getting the thing out. Where it becomes interesting is the secondary market. And where there are valuable secondary markets, uh, we're, we're attacking there first and trying to onboard people who, again, want to have this peer-to-peer -peer experience. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm having this issue right now where I have to sell a car and I have to, you know, my, my choices are to try to sell it myself and do a whole bunch of work to establish trust. Or I can just give it to someone, but I ha have to give up almost half of the value of the car to the used car marketplace, right? Mm -hmm. Who's trying to make, who's trying to buy it low and sell it high. So being able to take that middle middle person out is important. And we can do that with a secondary market. Once we think that once the retailers know and see how valuable the certificate is in the secondary market, and that if they if they're the originator, they get a cut of the secondary market sale, all of a sudden this this uh there's almost a demand for them to implement the technology because uh, you know, they have the rights to do it and it's their IP. Uh, why shouldn't they, why shouldn't they continue to get royalties on the secondary market? Right. Um, so being able to offer them that we think will be extraordinarily valuable. And, uh, uh, it's, it, it becomes a self, if it catches on, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because no one's going to want to buy on the secondary market unless it has a digital certificate attached. Um, and, the the uh, uh, you know, the marketplace actually exists inside the digital certificate. So you know, hopefully, we we sort of create a virtuous uh, recursive uh, ecosystem here that spirals up and up in value because of uh, because of the trust we're providing and the the um, the community that we're building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really great, and um, yeah, also in terms of tokenomics. Uh, we talked a little bit before about the OG, OG or OG, or OG token, yeah. Um, yeah, tell us more about uh, the OG token. Now, I I know like it's on Sonic, on the Dex, on internet computer. People can buy and sell uh, through ICPs. You can 
convert mm -hmm. ICPs to RAP ICP and then the RAP ICP to, to the audit token. Also, I see as well in other centralized exchanges like B2 or MEX, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Correct. Um, which things we can buy currently with OGs? Uh, is just for speculation or uh, what is it? Yeah, so it's a, it's a utility token. Uh, and there's there's current utility and there's future utility uh, to the token. So currently it's used to uh, mint mint new certificates. So there's like a minting fee when you or there's there's a minting fee and an authentication fee depending on what you're doing. Uh, there may be a fee for that uh, that's paid in OGY tokens. There is uh, governance staking, which allows you to participate in the Origin Network DAO. Uh, which uh, currently right now is in charge of the exchange rate that the system will accept between OGY and uh, XDR for our services. Uh, in the future, you know, you'll have upgrades that are decided by vote. You'll have uh, motion proposals and all, all sorts of things that much, much in the same way that ICP is used to uh, vote on the, uh, the Internet Computer DAO. In an SDAO. So uh and then we have some other future staking. Uh the the, the people who are uh providing the guaranteeing the authenticity will also need OGY to uh um there'll be a basically a function that says based off how much merchandise you've authenticated, you have to have a certain amount of stake uh to basically provide for fraud fraud claims right so if if somebody does show it you know, if you authenticate a watch it was a twenty thousand dollar watch uh, and somebody comes and says hey this is a forgery and proves that it is then there has to be some sort of some sort of decentralized process there for your claim to be paid and there has to be assets to pay it out so that's the uh, authorization or authentication staking and then there's even value staking which is where we actually bring the owners in uh, and build, uh, uh, you know, we'll hopefully have some more information on this coming later in the year, but uh, you actually have the owners able to stake OGY into their, uh, into their items uh, and able to earn rewards uh, based off of certain behaviors of the network and uh, uh, how they uh, preserve and maintain the value of their durable goods. So um, we're excited. We're excited about those. You know, there's some of them are still in their infancy, but uh, that is the that's the plan at the moment, and um, we're you know we learned a lot. We we launched our token in November of twenty one. Uh, we were the first, uh, I think, one of the first to launch a token of of some sort. Certainly one that was um, tradable and and had some substantial value behind it. And uh, I think first, I think we were the first to launch on a centralized exchange with the first internet computer token, non-ICP token to launch on a, on a centralized exchange. So we've learned a lot. And, and we also have governance 2.0 coming uh, at the, uh, you know, hopefully in the middle of this year that will add significant utility to the, uh, uh, the governance platform and hopefully some convenience features and things like that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the price trend, trend now, feel like it's start to like go up again. I, I bought like a, a OGI tokens. I stake on, on the governance uh, staking in the governance like, network uh, for four years. I think four years is double. It's like by two, right? If you have, have, right. have all these. Yep. If you if you stake for four years, you get two x returns 
uh, based off the network. We, we recently made some governance changes uh, that um, uh, advantaged voluntary stakers um, and and helped with the uh, got them a much higher rate of the inflation or the, the rewards rate was going to voluntary stakers. Um, and so uh, it also helps with the deflationary direction of of the token in the long term. So we're taking all the things that we've learned and trying trying to set the token up for success uh, in the future. Okay. And then after the four years, the tokens are available, or then you just need to wait another four years to receive the the. the well, you it it works. It's almost exactly the same as ICP. Uh, if you if you you start dissolving, yeah. um, you have once you start dissolving, you have to wait four years. Now you'll get paid. You'll get paid reward if it's a four year stake and you start dissolving. Uh, you'll get paid rewards during those first three years. Um, initially at one point five, and then each year it'll decrease. And then for the last year, you won't get any rewards, uh, but uh, uh, you'll still have a year to dissolve. So uh, it works works similar to the ICP token. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, the difference is that like uh, in NNS is eight years the maximum. Uh, right. Okay. And what what is that the are you planning to uh, also like launching in the big ones uh, centralized exchanges? I mean, Binance, Coinbase, Kraken, or not by now? This is something like you think about. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a process. Um, those different exchanges all have different onboarding procedures. Uh, they have different thresholds for volume and things like that. They want to see before you get onboarded. So it's uh, it's it's a process, and we're we're working on that mm -hmm. for sure. Awesome. Okay, perfect. And uh, yeah, in terms of uh, the um, the twenty twenty three this year, what is the challenges like Origin have? Uh, the the next milestones. Um, yeah, next improvements in terms of technology. Um, yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, we, we really are looking, you know, as I already mentioned, our governance 2.0. Um, we're, we have the, we have the marketplace that's up and available for either escrowed physical items. So physical items that are escrowed with a, with, with an authentication provider or for digital, uh, it provides atomic uh, transactions for digital. We are, this year, we're also looking at implementing a physical and a physical peer-to-peer -peer workflow so that you don't have to escrow your item that you're selling before you put it up for sale. Uh, we also are looking at uh, the potential for a, uh, EVM integration using the new um, TECDSA technology that Definity rolled out late last year. Uh, the hope is that we'll be able to, the real issue, the real issue right now in the IC is a lack of eyeballs, uh, but if we can give people a pathway to list their origin NFTs on OpenSea uh, in a safe and secure way that still protects the royalties of the creators and the originators. Uh, we hope we hope to do that this year as well. Um, also just some quality of life improvements around notifications and the, the perpetual OS will sort of get a homepage at some point and some global top level global dApps that will be helpful for the ecosystem. Uh, those are those are sort of the things that we have. Uh, as well as a number of, you know, integrations with businesses, <laughs> real businesses. So you'll start to see uh, demos and proof of concepts come on board with real industry out out in the world, which which is the really exciting thing when you when you get real industry on the internet computer. I mean, right now we have a lot of entrepreneurial things, uh, 
which are, are great. And hopefully one of them is the next billion dollar idea, but they're existing billion dollar companies out there already. And once we have them using the internet computer, we've really, uh, we've really cracked something. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, perfect, yes. Uh, I have a couple of questions more. I don't want to spend more time, <laughs> but uh, my, my first question here is, um, yeah, about the hackathon that, that you organize in, at the end of January. I think it's with, also with internet computer or with Affinity. Um, how it yep. was the hackathon experience? What conclusions did you draw about the, this uh, experience with hackathon? Yeah, well, we're we're excited about it. Uh, it's you're still able to join it if you have an idea of a way to use the Origin NFT or to integrate your service with the Origin NFT. Uh, the winner gets a million OGY tokens, as well as a twenty five thousand uh, dollar Definity grant. Uh, and so this is also open to existing IC projects or existing projects already. So. Um, if you if if you're a existing application out there, but just want to integrate with the NFT token, you're you're eligible for this stuff, uh, uh, and um, so you can you can build something on the NFT, you can build a perpetual OS DAP, you can do a third party integration, or you can just extend the platform in a in, a, in an interesting direction. Uh, any of those will qualify. Uh, we're we're here to help. Uh, people can reach out. We can, you know, we have we have an artist that we connected with a developer. Uh, can't guarantee that'll always happen serendipitously, but uh, we're we're here to help people, and we want people to build the platform, and we want to make it a success. It's invaluable for us to have people use the platform and give us feedback. Um, Unfold VR, you know, working with them has made our product a hundred times better already, uh, and and every day we're making more progress with them actually using it. So. Uh, same with same with Yumi. So that's the point of the hackathon, and uh, it's going to go throughout February. So you still got uh, you still got three weeks. I think it finishes up March fifth. So you still got you know three weeks or three or four weeks or so. I guess three week three and a half weeks to uh, put something together. Yeah, for sure. We share the link in the in the podcast the episode so people like can join and have like two yes, projects. Yeah, for sure. Um, yes, another question is about in terms of growth um, and staff in, in Origin, uh, how many people uh, form Origin now is like more focusing on, on technology, for example, in the computer, maybe 80% of the staff are R&D and tech, tech uh, people. Uh, in, in Origin is similar, uh, you are the CTO, your team is like the biggest part of the Origin and also there are like marketing parts, legal, HR. Yep. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a wild ride. I mean, Origin was born during a bull market uh, when uh, money flowed, uh, uh, you know, like water from the <laughs> from the wellhead. But uh, uh, you know, we're trying to right size ourselves for the for the for the long term. We have about ten developers on our team. Uh, we have uh, product managers and designers, and uh, you know an amazing management team that is in charge of fundraising and, uh, and operations. So uh, we think we're, you know, we think we're to, you know, obviously everybody wish, wishes that the bull market would have sort of, you know, just kept on going forever and ever. Uh, and we were, you know, we grew, we grew very, very quickly initially, but uh, we've scaled, we've scaled back to right size ourselves for this period of uh, the economic cycle 
and we have clear, much clearer goals uh, now than 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 in the past where we were uh, trying to ramp up really quickly and we're able to because of the the economic conditions. Yeah. Uh, and now it's now it's now we're very uh, product and execution focused, and uh, have a have a core team that is committed and excited about the product. Uh-huh. Awesome. Okay, and then, yeah, last question. Uh, imagine like 2030, Austin Saturday origin. Uh, what is your vision in maybe seven, eight years uh, about the, the company general? You think uh, every, like, around the world use origin technology because if this is something like, uh, like solve a big problem, solve like a problem like a, a long time ago. Um, yeah. What do you think about the future of, of this technology? Well, seven, ten years. Yeah. So the vision is to build um, basically the largest DAO in the world <laughs> that yeah. governs the largest amount of assets uh, in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Now, will we get there? I don't know. But what it amounts to is a. Um, if you think of something like the New York Stock Exchange that deals in fungible securities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're building is something along the lines of uh, something like that that's decentralized and is focused on fungible goods. I mean, uh, non-fungible goods, right? So, so real hard assets, um, and uh, you know everything from base commodities to you know, Corvettes, right? Being able to have a marketplace where you can go and see clearly the pricing for for uh, non-fungible assets uh, mm-hmm. is something that's very exciting. And if you can participate in that marketplace with trust uh, provided by uh, the Origin Digital Certificate, uh, you can engage with it in, in a way that could fundamentally change the way that marketplaces work, uh, that fundamentally shifts the value. Uh, the, 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 people have a really hard time visualizing how much value is extracted by market makers. Right now, they provide a valuable service. If you don't have market makers, you don't you don't you don't have a market. <laughs> yeah. But if we can decentralize market making and return that value to the edges of the network, uh, we're, you're talking about you know, just a massive, massive economic shift of, uh, you know, reduction of economic rent charged in, uh, in, in, in an insane amount of efficiency uh, that's created in the marketplaces. So we think the origin digital certificate is the core to that. Um, and the digital experiences we're building around that, we think will give it, give it velocity and help maintain community and uh, the, the sort of people power that you need to to fuel that and then the marketplace we're putting together we think has has the potential so that uh, this DAO eventually is overseeing the economic activity um uh, you know far uh, far beyond what uh, any sort of physical goods marketplace is seeing right now uh-huh. okay yeah if we're successful right <laughs> we gotta execute um, we need some time to to push it out there, but that's the idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm so happy to hear that. Also, because uh, the launch, uh, original launch was crazy. Like 
honestly, also with the different information, investors, you know, like Paris Hilton, whatever, the famous people all around the world. And, and, and then you realize like, hey, we need to like grow step by step. Organic growth is the best way to, to continue on the long term. Um, yeah. yeah, this is something like, uh, like a good vision. As you mentioned, the management team, they are doing a great job for sure, like IT team and, and the entire origin um, company, honestly. This is like one of the best, or, or I think the best project in the internet computer in the best blockchain. And yeah, thank you so much, Austin, Patere, for, for your time today. Like a really uh, useful conversation. I think it's very valuable for, for the audience, for people not only in the ICP ecosystem, also outside the ICP, to know more about Origin and what you are doing. And yeah, thank you for, for your time today. All right. Thank you. It's been, been fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, Austin. See you soon and good luck. Take care. Bye Thanks. bye.